1: Hey everybody and welcome to the bilber.com pop shop podcast my name is Jason Lipshutz, and I'm an associate editor and the pop shop blog editor of bilber.com based in New York on the other line in Los Angeles is the Vinny Chase to my Eric Murphy
0: Keith Caulfield how's it going Keith whoop whoop I have no idea who you just referenced are those hockey players
1: Vinny Chase all right let's see you you don't know Vinny Chase, you don't know Eric Murphy, do you know Turtle or John Oh Dragon? god, it's Entourage
0: reference. Yes, yeah. really. <laughs>
1: I take it you're not an Entourage fan, even though you're living that Hollywood life, man.
0: Oh uh, no. It just it's just it seems like it's like, you know, douche, the movie.
1: <laughs> that was the second uh that was the, the other option for the title. Yeah. But they went with Entourage. Um, it is funny though that there's there's a new show coming out on HBO. I don't know if you've seen this. There's a new show called Ballers, which is
0: basically Entourage but for a new
1: generation. Sports, yeah, but it's just like sports agents and with The Rock and Rob Corddry and it just yeah, that might be Douche the TV show, but at long last we have Douche the movie. And I, I I'm so excited for Entourage, man. I, I it, it's in theaters today. We're taping this on Wednesday, June 3rd. Cannot wait for this movie. Oh, anyway. Okay. Keith, welcome, as always, to the Pop Shop Podcast. We have a ton to talk about today, including Hot 100, some soon-to-be hits, new Billboard 200 number one album. We are going to touch upon Caitlyn Jenner, because uh, just because it seems like people are reacting to this in curious ways. And we have an interview with the one and only Jess Glynn, a Grammy winner and co-author of a top ten hit with Queen Bandit's Rather Be. Now moving on to solo stardom. Her mi- debut album is out in September. She stopped by. She was an absolute blast and learned a lot of fun things about her. So that is coming up later in the show. Keith, how are you feeling today, man?
0: I'm good. I'm good. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an exciting week, I guess. It is an exciting week. As, yeah, I don't know. I'm, it's I'm like, it's I get, summertime. It's sort of exciting.
1: Oh, you know what? I didn't even... I, I We ended last week by saying that I was about to embark... On my bachelor party. That's so now right. Back,
0: Your journey to New Orleans.
1: My journey to New Orleans. I had a great time. I, I had a great time with all of my friends. I, I watched a lot of jazz music, and uh, that's that's all I got. That's all I can. What, that's was all there I can a lot share. of? Were
0: there a lot of things that were backed up?
1: There were there are a lot of things that were backed up. Girl, you look yeah.
0: good. Won't you back that <clears throat> up? It's. <laughs> You're a real will Want to back that up? Oh.
1: No, it's true. You, th- it is
0: true. Dude. I feel like you tweeted something about like back that something up.
1: I listened to a lot of mystical. Uh, that's why that's, that's New Orleans that's, rapper. Oh wait! Oh wait! That, that was that's that not, was, that's you, not, that's not you're thi- you're th- singing back that ass of by Juvenile. See, guy.
0: I'm thinking, I'm thinking, shake, it. watch self. Yeah, For someone would work with <laughs> So did did you show them what you were working with in New Orleans? Yeah,
1: Jason? I showed I showed New Orleans <laughs> what I was working with.
0: I, I just now I'm picturing like Jason like twerking. Like dropping it low, Nicki Minaj and it. I heard. Is I will say weird, it, weird the weird The
1: last thing is we we went out. Um, we went out dancing a lot. A lot. I I, I enjoy dancing uh, as much as the next guy. Oh, we've all and seen
0: those Instagrams and Twitter. We've all seen the Instagrams. Oh, the BBMA's we weekend, the last weekend for Jason.
1: <laughs> and uh, I, I as a fan of Fetty Wap, Fetty Wap's Trap Queen, I was delighted to say that every club in New Orleans, was playing Trap Queen nonstop. Well, that kind of makes sense. New Orleans, Trap
0: Queen, it just seems like it goes hand in hand.
1: It was great. Patterson, New Jersey, all the way down to the Big Easy. Keith, before we get started on this week's Pop Shop Podcast, let me remind listeners that if they never want to miss an episode of the Pop Shop Podcast, which is posted weekly every Thursday morning, why would you subscribe to us on iTunes? We always appreciate that. We also always appreciate a rating or review on iTunes. We've been getting a lot of great feedback in recent weeks. Always appreciate that. Take a couple seconds. We would uh, we would be greatly indebted. And if you have any questions for us, hit us up on Twitter. He is at Keith underscore Caulfield. I'm at Jason Lipschutz. Keith, are you ready to rock and roll?
0: Yes, I am. All right, man. <laughs> I'm ready to rock and or roll
1: and or or roll. Or roll. You're ready to ro- you're ready to roll.
0: I'm ready. To I'm roll. ready to rock.
1: All right, and let's do it, man. Uh, Hot 100. We have a new. Number one, actually, uh, it's sort an of. old number one, but it's back at number one. See you again, Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Poop. It's back it's at number one.
0: It's scene it? number one again this week. Ah, oh,
1: it's, been, it's been a long week without number one, my friend. It's been a
0: long week. <laughs> Living in Reseda, wrong song.
1: Um, a- anyway, Taylor Swift's Bad Blood. Uh, which was number one last week. It blasted fifty-two spots uh, up to number one last week. Gave Taylor Swift her, her fourth, fourth number, number one, one overall, third number one now, from the nineteen eighty-nine album. Yeah. Now it's number two. Keith, Ooh. let's break it down, man. Break it. Break it. What? Uh, what happened? Is, is "See You Again" just too big at radio, and "Bad Blood" still growing? Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, y- 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 I don't know what those sounds are. Um, yeah, I'm actually looking at the breakdown and points. Um, See you again. Is ahead in radio, uh, like d- by two, by a factor of like you know twice, uh, twice as much ahead in radio yeah. than Taylor Swift's Bad Blood. In terms of uh, sales, and sh- uh, in terms of sales, uh, See You Again is actually lagging behind Bad Blood.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Um, and then in terms of streams, uh, See You Again is actually ahead of. Uh, bad blood as well so uh it's it's one of those things where you had that huge week last week you know with the music video and the rush of sales and um taylor eked out a win over uh uh, khalifa because it was actually a fairly close race last week so this week everything comes back down to earth and despite the fact that taylor has a big gain in terms of airplay in fact Um, she, her song is the greatest gainer airplay award winner on our chart because every week we award the greatest gainers in terms of airplay sales and streams. And this week it's the greatest gainer in terms of airplay, even though it has a big gain in airplay, it still needs to make up the difference between it and Wiz Khalifa. So now it's, it's sort of just the rebuilding of the song. And we always see this every time there's a big debut, it has a big week and then it kind of retreats and then it usually builds back up. So, you know. We will see if it goes back to number one, which is, has a fairly good shot of, uh, you know, going back to number one in the next week or two. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I mean, obviously, this goes back to the splashy music video. Uh, it could have been a moment in time when everyone was talking about this this music video, and which premiered during the uh, Billboard Music Awards. And But it, it seems like this bad blood is going to sustain itself, especially thanks to the remix featuring Kendrick Lamar. Um, Keith, I, I mean... Touching upon See You Again, we, we've talked about it a ton on this Pop Shop podcast, but it seems like Furious Seven is basically out of theaters right now, and yet See You Again is, is persisting. And may so, you know, you called it as the song of the summer, you think it's gonna be there, uh when all is said and done. I I mean you might be right, this this song is just not going away
0: really. I could be wrong. I may be right, I may be wrong. Who knows? It it could be anything um i think <laughs> that there's some conviction behind that <laughs> it yeah. could we could do anything <laughs> um i mean uh, for for what it's worth um uh, furious seven is still in theaters um it's it's still um you know it's not obviously at the top of people's minds
1: in theaters anymore it's i i mean i what's funny is i i about half an hour ago i checked and it like in a, in the new york area yeah, i i've search the area of like you know lower manhattan where our office is and i think one out of the 10 closest theaters had fury seven well you know as so it, it's get it, so it, it's it, i'm sure it's still around
0: in other parts it's of the been film. out it's for country. nine weeks um yeah. you know so it's been out for actually a long time and yeah. especially in the summer season for for a movie to stick around for more than like you know two months is kind of crazy insane, um, Yeah. so yeah it, it, for what it's worth it earned a million dollars last weekend at the box office in the United States and Canada and was playing on 963 theaters comparably San Andreas the brand new movie that came out last weekend was playing in 300 or 3,777 theaters yeah. so uh, a little bit different um, but yeah I think the song has just transitioned into a song that exists without the film you know, as, as I think it did a long time ago. It is just a sentimental song that people like now. It is not, it, it, it is, it will forever be linked to Furious 7, but at the same time, it can exist on its own.
1: Totally, totally agree, man. It, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Now. You agree mm-hmm. now,
0: but you didn't agree a couple weeks ago when we we're talking about no, summer songs. I, like, oh, I, it's going to fall I do. off a cliff when no that one's it, watching Furious 7 yeah, anymore. Yeah, when,
1: when we were talking about Song of the Summer, I, I just thought that it didn't have that kind of momentum and it was going to drop
0: off a Don't clip. deny I, and, the pooth. <laughs> and he's that's got the really one, good skin. I always the talk one about rule. good skin every week on the show. That's man, the one rule. Puth has good good skin.
1: I live by one rule in my life, and it's don't deny the pooth. Don't anyway, deny the pooth. We really more, need Charlie
0: Pooth on the podcast. We need some pooth on the we podcast. Do.
1: Let's get Charlie Puth on the podcast. We've had some cool guests, but let's uh, let's do it, man. We got to get him on here. Um, pooth, if you're listening, feel free to tweet us. Charlie, come on, come on, what's man? Uh, more Hot 100, man. The Weeknd debuts at number 20 this week with his new track, The Hills. This is what I... I they have what... eyes.
0: No, they don't. Not this song, right? Oh, they Debut man.
1: Debuts at number 20. I, I apologize, me. Yes.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> That really got to me. Uh, so, yeah, he's at number 20 this week. It, it seems like this is the first single from his forthcoming album, the, the follow-up to Kissland, the hilariously titled weekend album from a few years ago. Um, I mean, why is that hilarious? We, why is Kissland hilarious? Kissland? I don't know. I just always thought that was really funny.
0: Kissland. Welcome to Kissland. Welcome to Where Kissland. every ride
1: ends with a kiss.
0: <laughs> it's like an amusement park, you know? Get it, it
1: does, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I just always thought that was a wacky title. But uh, a- anyway, man. Um, the weekend we've, we've talked about him a bunch uh, recently because of Earned It, which was from the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack. Uh, talked about him uh, around Coachella time when he became... Uh, the the Saturday night headliner, uh, he he closed out the main stage after Jack White. Just seems like this guy is is just a, a legitimate superstar now. Is and he like
0: is he like sort of the the male quasi R and B Lana Del Rey?
1: No, I, I think he's bigger than Lana Del
0: Rey. Well, no, in terms of the kind of aesthetic, like the kind oh, of sort of like the execution of sort of like the visuals yeah. and the the mystique and the kind of like. The the like the cool Tumblr generation vibe that he's got like is that it remotely similar to sort of Lana's? Oh yeah, for sure. No,
1: it's it's a great comparison, especially because of like you said, the mystique. Those are two figures who don't typically do too many interviews, and when they do, they they never really reveal too much about themselves. They they like to kind of exist in the shadows and. Their music also has that kind of smoky feel, where it's it's drawing in you into this like neo noir type of vibe. It's it's very interesting to see how much success they've had with that. Uh, both of them kind of exist as throwbacks. Lana Del Rey a little bit more so, but yeah, it, it's and and they play so well to live audiences. If you've ever been in a in a Lana crowd or a, a weekend crowd, people I'd just be very leave. afraid. No. Yeah, no. People just lose their minds, especially. Like I, I remember, um, I saw the weekend a couple years ago, and I didn't really. I, I had always been a fan of of the weekend uh, because his first mixtape, House of Balloons, which came out in twenty eleven, is just is just incredible. I I don't think he's topped it since. But you know, I've I've always kind of uh, uh, enjoyed his stuff, and I saw him at Radio City, and. I was like, Oh, I, I was like, ah, th- this seems kind of big for the weekend. I don't, I don't know. And, and then I, I watched and, and people just lost their minds. Like, you know, I, I everyone's, you know, if you go to a, uh, an artist's concert, people are going to be passionate, but they were, they were going nuts at like, y- you know, that thing where like the first, like two chords of a song plays and people just know exactly what it is. And they just howl like, like mad. It, it, it was like that. It was, it was,
0: it was bonkers. Hmm. But, uh,
1: Anyway, yeah. yeah, the weekend. Weekend uh,
0: it, th- doing well with I, those hills. They they, they're ha- they they have those eyes. <laughs> they have those eyes.
1: I think that these I, eyes. I, I guess you I don't, guess know, it, you don't this know that song is,
0: either, do you? The,
1: these <laughs> eyes. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what that is. But
0: <laughs> I, I forget the name of the singer. It's um. No, I'm going somewhere with this. Hold on, uh, let me let me look it up because this is this is now confounding me. It's like Donald while you're doing that, I'll
1: I'll put thanks. a bow on my my uh, weekend um, discussion, which is just to say we, it's the guest a one sided discussion. It's just it me a top ten hit for the guest
0: Who.
2: <laughs> These eyes
0: continue sorry jason go ahead
1: i was just going to say that i think people are going to be a little bit surprised when the weekend's next album comes out and it sells a boatload of copies because he's just a huge deal now
0: yeah well and he's also got that kind of like album artist appeal aesthetic yeah you know as opposed to hey yo i like my trix. buy my trix. <laughs> well, i don't know what that, is accent that? Is. i don't even know who that is buy my trix.
1: sorry <laughs> Your voices are are getting better. I'll say that.
0: They're yes, they're that better. That's word. I like good word. Word good.
1: Speaking of tracks that are doing well, um, as as always, man, we got to do the the cheerleader watch. My my pick for song of the summer. Where does Omi move up on the Hot 100 this week?
0: Oh my, Omi. Oh <laughs> uh, moves 27 to 16 on the Billboard Hot 100. 27 to
1: 16. It's 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 number 16 now. Oh man. Yeah. It's uh it, it won't be denied. The cheerleaders is just going to be the song of the summer we, and uh, I'm going to revel in it. Yeah, I I, I heard it I, I heard it a bunch while I was in New Orleans too and I was like, yeah, New Orleans knows what's up.
0: I like the way like New Orleans, just like yeah, I have to go to New Orleans to find out what's really happening in music. <laughs> um, you know, we, we we were we were having a conversation uh, about this song yesterday. Uh, well, Gary and I were, and uh, Gary Trust, um, and some of Gary Trust jokes. of
1: the Billboard Charts Department.
0: Yes, the, the, the other co-director of charts. And um, we were. I was joking. I'm like, ah, oh, we should we should we should riff on how you know OMD. You know, like work, working at o, an Omi OMI omd reference orchestral maneuvers in the dark um with if you leave don't leave now and then someone else said oh what about omc you know how bizarre and And then then there's and then there's uh mop annie up uh, but that's not an om you have to start off with om all right so omc omd omi omi and then there's a whole record label called om records om records yeah um so we got into this like crazy <laughs> ohm and then don't forget the I benedictine monks of santo domingo de silos with the chant album ohm <laughs> this is really what we actually talked about yesterday i'm not making this up i'm like oh, i look forward to a chartbeat article online about the magical connections of
1: ohm well i don't think any ohm chants are going to be appearing on the hot 100 anytime soon but hey these- you never know these couple songs are not in, they're in the lower reaches of the chart, but they could be moving up into the top 40 soon enough. That is why we call this segment Soon To Be Hits. All right, man, we have two Soon To Be Hits this week. We we usually have two or three. We have two this week. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first?
0: Um. Uh, well, I can go first. Um, go for it, man. So I'm talking about Shaggy. Yaman. Yeah, Shaggy. Shaggy. Shabarama okay. anyway, da Shaggy. da 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 How could da da and da 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 Angel da
1: da da the jams of all jams. Yeah, anyway, it, it keep wasn't going. me.
0: Of course, it wasn't me. You, you have me on film. It couldn't possibly have been me. So, <laughs> Shaggy, who has been off the Hot 100 chart since 2001 when he hit number one with Angel, it's been that long. He returned the Billboard Hot 100 chart a few weeks ago with a new song called I Need Your Love. This week it jumps 73 to 66. Uh, it's actually a, an airplay hit. Uh, the song kind of has the vibe that you would expect it to have. It sounds like a Shaggy song. It sounds kind of like kind of that Caribbean-y, um kind of Latin flair um, yeah. that is kind of making inroads at pop radio in the past few years. You know, with songs like by people like Enrique Iglesias, where you're bringing in kind of Latin rhythms. That are kind of like Spanglish type songs um, that are making you know headway on pop radio. So Shaggy's song um, "I Need Your Love" actually features three other artists, and I'm going to mangle their names: uh, nice. Moham, Mohambi, uh, Fadi, and Costi. Uh, so nice. uh, there, there actually might be a fourth person on it. The the field just isn't large enough in my charts system, but. Anyway, Shaggy's back on the Hot 100. The song sounds like it's a hit. It's moving up the charts. I I look forward to seeing Shaggy maybe hitting the top forty in the next week or two.
1: Pretty crazy. What what year was that when it, it wasn't me? Was it two thousand or two thousand one?
0: Um, it. I think it was two thousand. I will tell you in just a second. Um, it debuted in 2000 but hit number one in 2001 so yeah in 2001 2001. he had two singles hit number one and then he vaporized from the hot 100 until this year with i need your love
1: you know what was cool about that that year and i i I remember it distinctly was uh it wasn't me was a big hit i think in the early part of the summer and basically it wasn't me for those who don't remember that song it's almost like a deny till you die song where it's like the one guy is oh my girl caught caught me cheating and Shaggy's like oh deny me. it deny it and then later that summer Blue Cantrell came out with uh, Hit 'Em Up style uh, Oops which it, it it was basically like a response song it it wasn't a re- like actually a response song but like the way that it kind of played out it, it because that whole song is about like oh you're you caught your guy cheating and now you're gonna go to the store and spend all his money so I I, I always thought that was kind of cool It was like a a call and response, even though they were never intended to be I wonder how Blue
0: Cantrell's doing right now. I
1: I typically wonder how Blue Cantrell is doing mm-hmm. right now. Keith, another soon-to-be-hit this week is Stitches by Sean Mendes, friend of the Pop Shop podcast. Uh, his new single, they've used at number 89 on the Hot 100. Now, Shawn Mendez is no stranger to the Hot 100, Life of the Party. It viewed in the top 40 last year, kind of introduced a lot of people to Sean Mendez. And then Something Big, the... First single from his debut album, Handwritten, also snuck onto the Hot 100. But as you pointed out, uh, Stitches is the first song that it, it looks like it's going to crack the pop songs chart. And finally looks like he has an airplay hit. He uh, Shawn, Shawn Mendes is, is an artist that is huge on social media, but has never really had a, anything resembling a radio hit. Stitches, which I think is one of the best songs on his handwritten album, could get there. Um I guess we'll see you in the next few weeks. We will. He's also uh, also worth mentioning. He's going to be on tour with uh, Taylor Swift, which is never a
0: bad thing. <laughs> it's just not a bad thing. So it's, it's not a bad blood thing.
1: Hey, hey, Ooh. Shaggin and Sean Mendes. <clears throat> Those are two soon to be hits. <laughs> All right, man, let us swivel over to the album's chart. That's right, the Billboard 200, where there is a new number one. We talked about it a little bit last week, ASAP Rocky, A-L-L-A, At Long Last ASAP, debuts at number one. You wrote about it a ton this week. Yeah,
0: uh, is that what I should be calling it, A-L-L-A? Is that the approved acronym for the song, At Long Last ASAP?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... Sort of, I, I mean, it,
0: yeah, it's, yeah, it's A-L-L-A, mm. men, but it's, it's that's, you know, it's interchangeable. It, it, you know, he, people like to, you know, confuse uh, titles when they put them out. And There's a lot of punctuation, lots of all caps, so this is At Long Last, ASAP, by ASAP Rocky. Right. Debuts at number one, it's his second number one album. Both of his studio albums have debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 started with 147,000 units, of which 117,000 were traditional album sales. The rest of his points this week were comprised of uh, song-equivalent albums and streaming-equivalent albums, as we do on the Billboard 200, because it's a consumption chart, not just a pure sales chart. That said, this is actually the sixth rap album to be number one in 2015 Uh, a year ago at this point we only had two rap albums hit number one Uh, though it is important to note that last year the frozen soundtrack was number one for most of the first half of the year so there wasn't exactly a lot of changeover at the top of the chart Uh, but this year i think it's notable um, that we've had so many rap albums at number one and also overall rap album sales are actually up this year compared to where we were a year ago Um, which is helped to a certain degree by uh, successful albums by Kendrick Lamar and Drake, uh, certainly are helping lift the overall rap waters, uh, so to speak. Uh, So yeah, uh, number one, ASAP Rocky uh, this week on the Billboard 200. Yeah, meanwhile,
1: another uh, hip-hop album by Boozy Badass debuts in the top five. Formerly known as Lil Boozy. Of course. And uh, Hillsong United also debuts, I believe, at number
0: five on the Billboard 200 chart. Yep, yep. Best sales Dude. week ever for uh, Hillsong, the uh, mega church that uh, you may not be familiar with because they don't exactly have top forty radio hits. But if you are a huge. if you're They're a fan huge. of like Christian sort of gospel music, that world, um, this is one of the biggest names in uh, Christian music. So, yeah, number five with Empires. It's a pretty big debut and their best sales week ever. Sold yeah, forty seven thousand copies.
1: And Billboard own Stephen Horowitz wrote an awesome piece of post yeah. song, United, that ran in the magazine a couple of weeks ago. Uh, really spent time with them. We'll link to it in the podcast post, but definitely give that a read. It's really, really fascinating. All right, Keith, uh, let's move on to next week's Billboard 200 Albums Chart where it seems like, the fr- well, the, the the two big album releases this week seem to be Jason Derulo. He's back with Everything Is Four. Uh, has a top ten hit with Want to Want Me. And then you have Florence and the Sheen. How big? How blue? How beautiful? That group's third studio album, both out June second. Uh, and
0: is there is there is this going to be a race
1: to number one? Is it going to be a competition, or one is greatly outweighing the other? What's what's going on?
0: Well, you already know the answer to this, so I can't play the guessing game with you. Florence and the Machine, uh, from all indications, should debut at number one on the Billboard two hundred with probably over one hundred thirty thousand units overall. Uh, Jason Derulo will not be likely in the running for number one. Um, he's quite a good chunk behind. I don't have a specific forecast for him, but I do know that it's quite a bit behind, so he should not be a threat for number one. Uh, so yeah, Florence and Machine should get their first number one album on the Billboard 200 chart next week.
1: Yeah, it's you know it, it's funny because I, I, I am a little bit surprised that it's, it's not going to be any kind of race because... You don't you don't think of Jason Derulo as the traditional albums artist, but no. they've there's been a concerted <clears throat> effort to get him there. Uh, there's definitely much more fanfare around this album than than in any other Jason Derulo album. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, you think that the last album, Talk Dirty, really kind of set him up to be a much bigger star. You know, after um, Trumpets and Talk Dirty and uh, Marry Me, and there's another hit or two from that album. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Um, But I think the—so all that, I think, in theory, was supposed to set him up for this album, but the thing is, he's still still coming across as a track artist that is not—I don't think he's really connecting with people on a larger level, and I think that's the problem with a lot of kind of, you know, top 40 mainstream artists that are very, like, dancey track oriented, where— hey they sound great on top 40 radio maybe i'll buy that track but you're not really getting people to want to spend to want to want to spend more money yeah. on you um and yeah i f- that's i find it i'm i'm fascinated by it too because um, i certainly thought that he would have done had a, had a bigger week but hey you never know things can always change between now and the end of the week
1: <laughs> yeah of course forecasts can always grow it's it is interesting because especially with all the guests on this album you have Stevie Wonder and Keith urban and Megan Trainer and clearly Jennifer they Lopez all thought that he and, was
0: you know leading up to something bigger too
1: yeah it's 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 curious that you know again maybe he's just forever a, a track artist and a lot of those tracks are doing really really well and I don't know I, I it's a little bit surprising but maybe it's just that it's, I, maybe it's also hard to get people to really get on like the Jason Derulo boat since he's been around for so long. You know what I mean? Like people, pe- Maybe people are paying more attention to him, but I think there's a big difference between paying attention to someone and supporting them with either downloading or, or buying an album.
0: Yes, all those things I agree with
1: so keith before we move on to our jess glenn interview let's let's talk very briefly about uh one of the biggest news stories of the week uh bruce jenner uh becoming Caitlyn jenner on the on the cover of vanity fair and just the the worldwide reaction to this story i mean obviously a huge deal in terms of what it means for the lgbt culture and just seeing this outpouring of acceptance by so many artists and then you have some of these knuckleheads making news by not being so understanding. Gotta love the knuckleheads out there. Gotta love the knuckleheads. I, I mean, you have Timbaland said something a little uh, unsavory. Yeah, uh, Drake and then, and then Bell. tried to
0: backtrack and like yeah. you know, sent ten or fifteen tweets trying to explain himself. Um, and then,
1: and then Drake Bell, a former Nickelodeon fame, stepped said that in it
0: really effectively. yeah Uh, i'm gonna gonna still call him bruce
1: yeah and there was a outside of the music world um just briefly i saw um uh one of the players in the cleveland cavaliers who are in the nba finals now Mm. J.R. smith called him or called caitlin excuse me uh, a science project uh which is the most horrible thing to say ever um Keith, like, why are these people being idiots, I guess, is my question. You know um, <clears throat>
0: uh, well, a couple a couple hot takes, as Jason might say. Sure. Um, I thought it was interesting that Drake Bell, who is basically... Uh, he's known for being one half of Drake and Josh, which is a Nickelodeon yes. TV show, a long time ago. I thought it was interesting that the other half of the show, Josh Peck... Um, tweeted something that was very uh, nice and uh, basically, like, favorable um, on the day that the Vanity Fair ca- cover came out. Basically, like, you know, live your dream, you know, shine bright, something very, you know, nice. Um, the same time, you know, the same time that, you know, silly Drake decided to say something dumb. And then yeah. he took the tweet away. Drake Bell took the tweet away and then, like, s- tweeted something else saying, oh, you know, I, I no, it's great, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, it's too late. And then, you know, what Timbaland did was he he shared an Instagram photo of a meme that was going around um, because some people listening may not know what was happening. Uh, Timbaland shared a meme where it was a screenshot or a video from coming to America, the movie that Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall yeah. starred in a long time ago. And there was a specific scene in that movie um, set in a barbershop where Eddie and Arsenio played uh, uh, barbers, like old man barbers, like saying a lot of sort of dumb things. And they were talking about Muhammad Ali and saying, you know, how he changed his name. And, you know, he's really Cassius. And they're like, you know, you know his mama named him Cassius. I'm going to call him Cassius. And, you know, it was like, you know, sort of like a bunch uh. of dumb old guys having like an ignorant conversation. And then someone changed that clip um, and also changed the, the screenshot to be like, I'm going to call him Bruce, you know, and with, with a screenshot of the actors from coming to America. So Timbaland, so that's the setup. Timbaland shares this Instagram photo. And then gets pissed off at the media, quote unquote, the media, (laughs) for saying that Timbaland says that he's gonna call, you know, Caitlyn Jenner Bruce. And he's like, that's not what I said. You know, I was just sharing a meme. And I'm like, all right, one, anytime anyone shares a meme, there's an implied endorsement of said meme, whether you like it or not. Totally agree. So, one, you should have realized that. Two, you just shouldn't say dumb things on social media, no matter who you are, unless you are prepared to have the wrath of people come back on you. So if you are a nobody on Twitter for the first time, or you're just some kid or some adult who's just joining social media, realize everything you say can and will be magnified. And if you are a celebrity, you should be even more careful about what you say because it will all come back to haunt you. So if you don't have anything nice and positive to say, it will come back to hurt you. So just be yeah. careful, celebrities, when you start to speak and say yeah, dumb and we, things.
1: And, and when we were when we were talking about this offline... Sorry, um, I ranted just right there. No, 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 I agree with you. Uh, just when I was talking about this offline with you about an hour ago, I was like... I. I I don't think these people are being hateful. I just think they're being uneducated. It's and, just an ignorant.
0: Have they're to, just ignorant things to say. You're just uneducated.
1: They have to realize that, yeah, like like you said, they're celebrities, and you also have. I, I feel like you also kind of have to read. You you kind of have to take the temperature of the room a little bit, wh- which is to say that like, if you say you see this outpouring of support for Caitlyn Jenner. And you know, this is this is something that I'm not saying that, you know, you can't joke about something like some you can you know, you can joke about it, but like if you see this outpouring of support and you and you're like and you're Drake Bell and you're like, sorry, still gonna call you Bruce
0: Why are you even mouthing off and saying that?
1: It's like what <laughs> but like take Look around you, man. Like, what's going on? Like, like realize why, like,
0: that you are the one out of 100 that is saying something stupid. That's exactly,
1: yeah, that's exactly what I mean. It's just, like, you can you can take a stand if you want. Like, you know, it's a free country, but, like, just, you're going to look like an idiot. Like why, and,
0: like, why would you even say that? Like, why are you going to be like, I'm still going to call him Bruce. Like, why? what it's What, what like was he, the purpose of not that like tweet? It's like Drake
1: Bell knows this person, I assume. It's like, uh, anyway.
0: I mean, what, I mean, like, what... When, when you are about to push the send button, you know, who no matter who you are, and you're about to press that button, read it again. Now, are read you again. sure? And, and, and what is the intent? Is the intent to get a quick laugh? Because that really isn't a good, you know, like, unless you're, like, really good at, like, making funny jokes and, you know, it's actually appropriate, great. But what was the intent? And the... Just think about it for a second. And I think the only thing that can, that, that's good about this whole situation, um, and I'm sure there's lots of others that said dumb things too, is that now Timbaland and Drake Bell are having to think about what they did and why they did it. And maybe they're actually having kind of like a teachable moment where they're, they're like, you know what? I didn't realize it was like a big deal that I'm not supposed to call him Bruce, you know, or her, I, I apologize. You know, I, I, you know maybe, they, maybe Timbaland didn't honestly know. And and he just couldn't comprehend how this is actually a very significant deal to Caitlyn Jenner. So, yeah. you know, maybe he's you know maybe Timbaland's like you know what I didn't realize that what that's what it was, and I was just you know now I've now I learned, and we can all move on. And and this and by the way this is all related to music somehow because. Caitlyn Jenner was in can't stop the Music the Village people musical <laughs> I
1: From, don't think that's how it's related to me I think it's absolutely. Related to absolutely because we're talking about Timbaland.
0: and also and also because you know uh, well also because Timbaland and Drake Bell but also we to to tenuously tie it further to music you know obviously uh, Caitlyn's uh, stepdaughter uh, Kim Kardashian uh, right that uh, they, they, that is uh, yeah yeah um, it, and husband is Kanye West so th- it's yeah. all related to music. It all comes
1: back to music. Everything yeah. always comes back to music. Keith, we got to move on to our Jess Glynn interview. Jess Glynn, again, stopped by the Billboard New York offices earlier this week. She actually performed on the Today Show uh, and Late Night with Seth Meyers this week, which is pretty cool to see. If For those who don't know, uh, she is a U.K. singer-songwriter who scored a top 10 hit in the U.S. as the featured vocalist on Clean Bandit's 2014 hit, Rather Be." And now she is prepping her debut album. It's called "I Cry When I Laugh." Love that! Love that title. It's out in September, I believe. She's been touring. Uh, she will continue touring. She played Coachella, and uh, her her new single "Hold My Hand," which is uh, as you said, I think Keith, you said it's it's popping up on the dance on the dance hot dance track?
0: electronic songs chart. Yeah, it's in the top twenty five, I believe.
1: Yeah, it was it was number one in the UK uh, for a couple weeks earlier this year, and now it's making its way to the US. So again, Jess Glynn, stop by the Pop Shop Podcast, and here she is.
2: is,
1: Jess Glynn on the Pop Shop Podcast at Billboard.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank
2: you for having me. You have
1: had an incredible year. The past 12 months for you have been unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious as to what's been the highlight for you, because there's so many different things you can go with. You won a Grammy. You had a top ten hit. You had a number one hit in the UK. What What's the most momentous thing that's happened to you?
2: Um, I think the most kind of momentous thing, I guess, was probably hold my hand going to number one and staying at number one for three weeks in the UK. Um, that for me was just such a moment because the past year has been such a whirlwind of success and crazy times, and to have my own song go in at the top of the chart and kind of react in a similar way to everything else that I'd collaborated with. Yeah, It felt special.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure there's such a difference between being on a song with Clean Bandit yeah. uh, and that song was a global hit, but uh-huh. then having a hit under your name. That's uh, exactly it. So it's, it's just, it must be like, is it more gratifying? Is it just what yeah, I, like I mean, p- you know, to be in front of that uh, on the top line of that marquee
2: yeah i mean hold my hand is a very personal song to me and it means a lot to me and there's a story behind it that's kind of going into the album and it's you know the first kind of moment of the album it's the first song that's like you know of the campaign so for it to react like that it's just so kind of warming
1: yeah yeah. Well I'd love to hear that story. What would tell me <laughs> tell me about Hold My Hand. Tell me about okay. where this song, which is so infectious and so magnetic, comes from.
2: Um basically at the end of last year I kind of had a little break from writing and it was towards the end of the album. We we're finishing it. Um and I kind of like lost a bit of inspiration, so I wasn't really writing, I wasn't in the studio. Um and that happens with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and I got back in the studio with Janae, um, a girl called Jinjin, Jin, who um, I write a lot of my stuff with. And we were both going through similar ang- like similar anxieties, but different situations. Um, and it was like one of those songs that came about from having somebody there. Yeah. And we were both that person for each other to give one another a hug or hold hands or put cheek on cheek or... Something that would make you feel at ease and not scared and like you're okay. And I think that's where Hold My Hand came from. Um, We have our little things that we do that make each other laugh and like make each other feel, you know, good. And I think that it's so important in life to have those people around you because when you're going through stresses and mad times, you need people to ground you and make you realise that everything's okay. Right here, you got me yeah,
1: let's talk about your album okay so it's called I cry when I laugh it is yeah which I love and is this is this something that like where did this title come from and do you actually cry yeah when you laugh
2: so firstly yeah I cry when I laugh okay it's a common fact okay Jess Glynn um <laughs> <like> Jess
1: Glynn facts
2: <laughs> well yeah like I do and that's kind of why I named it that but also the album's a journey for me and about me it's a story of the past few years and what i've been through what i've done and all my experiences so i always kind of wanted to call it i Can't I laugh because i like the title and it is a fact about me yeah. and the album is about me yeah and i just felt really fitting that the album is a journey and yeah
1: it- the it, the album's about you, like you said. what What is something that people will find surprising about you by and be unlocked um, by listening to this album?
2: That I cry when I laugh? <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> I don't know. I mean, I started writing this album, I don't know, like two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. and I was going through a really awful breakup, and I was really, like, really low. And I think that um, the beginning of the process i was in a bad place but i didn't have a chance to really dwell on being heartbroken yeah and so i had to like see the light and work every day and not be sad so the album kind of is about hope and has a really like positive message in it and that's what i love about it and i think there are moments on it of weakness and i think you know nobody's perfect and it's important to have that because it's all part of the story um Maybe people will be surprised by those moments because they, they've only heard the kind of upbeat, more drilling sounds. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, yeah, they'll be taken aback by the soul, heart element to it.
1: How does it feel to revisit some of those moments? Because not, <laughs> not only has a lot of time passed, but you've progressed so much in your career since those happened.
2: Well, yeah, it's it's weird. Like I performed for the first time a song off the album last week or two weeks ago in New York. Um, a song called Take Me Home, which is probably mm-hmm. my most down song on the album and um i wrote it it's a weird story but yeah i wrote it in a weird place weird time and so performing it then was really whoa, yeah it's hard like revisiting moments when you like have to get into it because singing a song is not just singing a song it's something that's come from somewhere
1: yeah yeah so yeah but you did it you you powered through i did it, it. i yeah. powered
2: through <laughs> i finished it i didn't cry <laughs> <laughs>
1: about my last thing i want to ask you about two of your hobbies hidden talents interests um because i was very interested in this so first of all i i know you're a huge soccer fan yeah so what now your team is arsenal arsenal okay
2: we just won the fa cup hey Hey. there you go (laughs) so
1: you i'm sitting next i'm sitting across from you and you're very you're very calm very serene do you go absolutely bananas during these games i get really
2: tense like God. Do you,
1: like, s- scream at the TV? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: It's really, my, I annoy my dad a lot. Because we'll be si- if I'm watching at home, because I go to the games, well, I used to go more when I had time. yeah But I watch the football at home with my dad, and we're watching it, and he's really, like, into it. And I just, like, rah, the TV, and he's like, shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can't really picture that, because you're yeah. so, like I said, you, like, you're, you're very calm. I and know, I
2: have a nut side to me. Okay. Yeah, okay. I get very uptight. <laughs> <laughs> I get that from my mum. Do you um,
1: now? Are you? Do you watch it with friends? Like, are, do you go to yeah. like the bars and you go? I watch the. Um,
2: so I've been on voice race. Okay. And um, I've had a whiteboard. Okay. So I went to the pub the other night with my mates that I live with, mm-hmm. and I watched the football with all the lout, louts and lads and what have you, mm-hmm. and I had my whiteboard and I'd written stuff on it and was like whoa
1: oh wow so you just so you just yeah. took the time to write like capital w yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: wow
1: okay. well you get you had your voice heard there
2: exactly. <laughs> so my
1: my uh, the last thing i want to ask about okay. is apparently you're into horseback riding yeah yeah so how did that start and <laughs> I, d- I think that's really interesting
2: i love it as a kid i love animals and i loved horses and i started horse riding when i was in um do you call it preschool mm-hmm so mm-hmm. like third no that's two like elementary old. school so like eight nine yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like elementary, elementary. okay yeah. so in elementary school with my friend uh we started horse riding and then i rode all through school i'd go like uh on the weekends yeah and then i like kind of loaned a horse got a horse it's like yeah Wow. It was really fun. I miss it a lot. I haven't done it in years.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, how. It's been a while.
2: Um, I love it, though. And it's like, yeah. It's one of those things where when I have time, when I have the right place, and when I'm in the right place in my life, I will have at least one horse. Okay.
1: Yeah. What was your horse named?
2: Uh, Dilly. Dilly? Mm.
1: Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. (laughs) What is our horses your favorite animals?
2: I don't know. They're very lovely creatures. Yeah. 'Cause like I used to um I used to just go and like hang out with her. I'd just go and sit there and be like, You're right? <laughs> <laughs> they're you really just... calming animals. Like, you can do that.
1: So you'd go and like and like brush them and, <laughs> and do all yeah. the okay. And they like
2: sit like so they have like their bed and they're like I had like sawdust, whatever, you put them in and what have you. And I was very I'm a very clean person so I kept her very clean. And I'd just go and chill in there. When like my parents would piss me off, I'd be like, Right <laughs> I'm going it's to the horse time to hang with the horses <laughs> yeah.
1: that, I had hey I had no idea I feel like you should incorporate this into your live show like if you like if you well, play well get a like horse
2: on stage yeah just get a
1: horse on stage like how how crazy would that be do, you do it a Katy Perry yeah
2: why yeah. not yeah okay I'm gonna <laughs> something <laughs> something to think about yeah exactly
1: Jess Glynn this is great thank, thank you so, so much, much first time by Billboard oh thank you So once again, I cry when I laugh is the Jess Glynn album. It is out in September, I believe, and can't wait to hear more of that. I've, I've heard some songs; they are absolutely stellar. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, thanks again to, for stopping by, Jess Glynn. She actually, Keith, I she was actually the first person that we've had, or uh, in terms of uh, celebrity on the Pop Show podcast, that made a point of saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to it when it's when it's on." Oh no. Um, yeah, Hi, no, Jess. I, hey <laughs> hey Jess Glenn. We'll we'll actually see if she listened to it. But uh, until then, Keith, it is time, man, for your chart set of the week.
0: I think that might be the first time I actually did the <laughs> the, the Chart Set of the Week music. That was great correctly. Um so this week, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably already have seen a little bit of what I'm about to talk about. And if you don't follow me on Twitter, well, that's okay, too. So this week, 30 years ago, Heart debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 with What About Love? So uh, why is this important? Okay, so Heart, which is primarily Anne and Nancy Wilson, the sister duo, uh, who is now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, inducted a few years ago, they started an incredible kind of second act to their career. Uh, Thirty years ago, with the arrival of "What About Love" on the June first, nineteen eighty-five dated Billboard Hot One Hundred chart, the song would eventually go to number ten in August that year, and it was uh, their first single for Capitol Records. And previously, the group had been on uh, Epic and Portrait Records, and on Mushroom before that. And they had big rock hits like Barracuda and Magic Man and Crazy on You. But by by the by the early eighties, they had kind of fallen out of favor and. Things were not going incredibly well for the group. They signed with Capitol Records, uh, and then they they got songs from outside songwriters, which was kind of a big deal for them because Anne and Nancy write a lot of their own material. So in 1985, they came back strong with uh, their self-titled album, spun off a whole bunch of hits. What About Love, Never, and their first number one with These Dreams, Nothing At All. They had four top tens off from that same album. Then they came back even stronger with the next album called Bad Animals, which had the huge number one, Alone, which spent three weeks at number one. I mean, it it was incredible how they really went from, you know, this this rock act from the 70s to this kind of like, you know, glitzy, glamorous, like, you know, lots of sex appeal and like leather and lace type band in the 80s. And, uh, you know, they've talked about this in the past. But they've talked about how they, they kind of had to kind of, in a way, sell out. Um, and, and I don't know if those are the ex- exact words they talked about. But, you know, they got songs from outside songwriters, and those became big, huge hits. And, you know, they were able to, you know, stage this huge comeback. And, you know, they're still on tour. They're playing shows. They're playing the Hollywood Bowl this summer. Um, and they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I just thought it was so cool because, honestly... I became a fan of Heart because of this material, and then I discovered their earlier material after the fact. Um, And I think there's a lot of people like that, too, where they learned about Heart because of their 80s material and then became familiar with their stuff from the 70s after the fact. So anyway, that's kind of a long-winded chart set of the week. It's all about Heart staging a big comeback 30 years ago this week with What About Love on Billboard Hot 100. Love it, man. That is your chart set of the week. Man, that was long. I'm so sorry.
1: That's okay.
0: I liked it. I love <laughs> I, heart. I know. I was so. It was so cool. I when I we, when I covered the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a couple of years ago when it, when they had the induction ceremony here in L.A. Ann and Nancy were on the carpet and I talked to them and I was like so stoked to talk to them. Um, it was just such a thrill because they're awesome. So there you go. Yeah. No, that that's awesome. Well, when was it in LA? Um, well, whenever they are inducted. So I, I want to say like three years ago. It was the yeah. same year that like uh, like F- John Fogarty was there. And oh yeah, oh it was, the, was... It was the year that um, oh what's the name of the Canadian band that I, escapes me? Uh, that is has like a really devoted fan base, and I forget. Oh boy, I'm dumb. Anyway, never mind. But yeah, it was, it was like three years ago.
1: That's cool, man. Well, that is going to do it for us at the Pop Shop podcast. Tune in next week as always and uh keith we got some cool stuff coming up i I think we might do an ask the pop shop in the next week or two i'm feeling it you feeling it
0: i always feel the ask the pop shop vibes i i encourage the ask the pop shop
1: i think maybe maybe next week maybe next week we'll see um keith do you have any parting words i do not all right let's listen to alone by heart thanks for listening and take care